Hi, I'm Garrett Hill, and you're listening to Life Students Podcast. Here we develop young leaders and guide them to their purpose. Life Students Podcast was formed out of a need for connection in a world saturated with negative content. It is our goal to create a safe place for young people to both have fun and hear the voice of God. Whether you are a member of Life Students or you just found this podcast, we hope that this encourages and empowers you to move forward with your walk with God. What's good in the hood? It is Bethany Jennings, and I get to talk at you for a little bit today. Super happy to be on the podcast and uh, a little excited to see what Garrett gets out of me uh, in this podcast. Yeah, I've got a lot of interrogating questions uh, for this role model series. Really excited about it. Very (laughs) invasive. Very personally invasive Like, what's your social security number? That's the number one question, you know. My social security number is ACTS238. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say 8675309 or something like that. (laughs) Oh, from that. Oh. (laughs) You know. Hashtag too saved. Didn't know what you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, There was one, dude, back when I was selling cars, um... You know, like you get your information down and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, what's your name? Gave me a name. And then I was like, can I, all right, what's your number? And he's like, 409. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, 409. He's like, 867. I'm like, okay, cool, 867. 5309. And I'm like, I write it down. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I take it, I take it, and I go to my sales manager. And I'm like, hey, man, here's this. And he's like, this has got an odd number. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, Eight six seven five three zero nine. I'm like, I still don't get it. And he like started singing it, and I'm like, Oh, this dude's trying to mess with me. He so, did mess with you. He successfully. He did. With you. He got me good. He got me real good. Really added to your trust issues. So yeah, people mess with me all the time. I'm real easy to mess with, but um. Yes, actually, you are. Yeah, they get I me mean, all the time at work. I know, man. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway. Um, really excited about the role model series and, uh, excited about what you guys would get out of it. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and start off with the first question and it's not about her social security number, <laughs> uh, for all you that were wondering if you could go buy a car with it. You can't. Well, you can't because, because you're not getting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you, what do you do for abundant life? Well, in an an official capacity, um, I am a member of the Worship Arts Department. Uh, Specifically, I lead the music portion of that. So Worship Arts involves media and videos and projections and lighting and stage setup and all kinds of stuff. But I specifically manage the music part of it. So that involves... um, Scheduling services, um, picking song sets, uh, training members um, on all on all levels. So from life kids, life students, adults, all of it. Um, and the other official capacity is financial secretary. So I handle um, like the money paying, make sure the bills pay, make sure the lights stay on. Uh, oh, so sure. you're the one that pays all the bills. Yeah, with my own money. <laughs> yeah. JK, I pay all the bills. No, I make sure the bills get paid. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I help keep the departments on track with where they're at financially and 
So I try to keep uh, the church running as much as possible um, in service and behind the scenes. And so those are the official capacities. Unofficially, um, I just do what needs to be done. So right. whatever, whatever that entails. So today it entailed a funeral. Um, tomorrow it's going to entail a wedding. Um, I just do what I do. I show up and if I'm needed, I do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's always something to be done. Yeah, you know? you're, if you're not busy, if, like if you're not doing something here, it's because you're trying not to do something. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to work at not doing work. <laughs> <laughs> That's more work to not do something around here than it is exactly. to actually do the work. Just show up and contribute. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You may not have tools, you may not have skill, but you can push a broom. Anybody always. can do that. Always. Yeah. I mean, we had we had Billy come and paint the youth room. Yeah, so... He, not uh, only did he paint the youth room, he painted the the ceiling in the youth room. While in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. So, uh, flat out of excuses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I Look don't... at all those excuses that just flew out the window. Exactly. Yeah. Billy came if in you here and be painted used, the roof. If you want to be used, you'll be used. So, heads up, we're recording this towards the end of my day and all of my filter's gone. So, you may be editing <laughs> a lot of this out. Well, you know. You well, you know. know. Maybe they need some hard truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we ain't cutting none of this out. We're going to leave it <laughs> Completely all Completely unedited. <laughs> Okay. I want to leave all the uhs in there and everything. Jesus, help us all. All right, so, so that's what I do. Officially, music director under the worship arts department and financial secretary. Unofficially, I try to serve the kingdom as best I can. Cool. So how did you get to where you are today? Um, in all the the various things that are integrated into the worship worship arts and everything. How did you manage to get to where you are right now? Okay. Um, as far as the worship art side of things, um, I started taking piano lessons when I was six. I had a lot of piano teachers. I had like five or six piano teachers. Um, well, that's how that's how you got good at it. Sort of. <laughs> um, no, I had a lot of musical influence. Yeah. So the, the creative side of me... Um, I think has always been there. I think we are creative beings simply because we are made in his image and he's a create, he's the creator. Right. But some of us foster our creativity and some of us ignore our creativity because we don't fit the specific box of creative that society has defined for us. Right. Don't want to get too deep into that. <laughs> That's a different episode. Um, but I tried to foster that creativity by exposure to different kinds of music, different piano teachers, um, just, I don't know. I, I try to be a good steward of what God had given me. I did the best with what I had. Right. Um, I am still learning. I'll be the first to tell you I'm still learning. Life is a continuing education. Like, it's not like, oh, this is or that is. It's not like you choose a career and you never have to learn again. Right. Life is a continuing education. So I am growing and learning musically. Um, I uh, took lessons from the time I was six. When I was 12, I could join the choir. And um, about that time, I was in fifth or sixth grade. And that's also when I decided that I wanted to study accounting and psychology. So that was sixth grade that, that like, I officially decided that because I knew um, that the church needed someone to handle the finances. Now, my, <laughs> I was 12 thinking this. Um, I, didn't, I didn't fully understand what all accounting entailed. And I went on 
for, I, I went on that. I stuck with the plan and I got a degree in accounting. I also um, have what I need for my bachelor's in psychology. Um, specifically juvenile psychology is what I was focusing on. But I stuck with the plan. In all honesty, I hate accounting. I hate it. Like, oh, you don't like crunching numbers and no, I Excel I hate sheets? the oh, I love Excel sheets. Really? Yeah, love it. But I don't like accounting. So of all my accounting courses, I use my Excel class the most. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, I like Excel because it keeps me organized. Because without it, I'm um, I'm a very much go with the flow kind of person, and I like to be able to go with the flow, but I also don't like not knowing what the flow is. <laughs> I have to define the flow so that I can go with the flow. My Excel um, sheet's not telling me the flow. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious, actually. Um, so I stuck with that. And so I started young, and I stuck to it. So hard work. I'm not going to lie. I didn't get here on accident. Um, it takes hard work. You're not going to get anywhere in God on accident. You have to do whatever you're going to do on purpose. Right. And it's not just like the typical, well, I'm going to be a preacher. Better start studying. Well, yeah, obviously, you should be doing that anyways if you're a Christian. Yeah. But, like, you need to work at whatever you want to achieve for God and allow him to help you in that. I took it to God all the time in prayer, which was the other part of it, hard work and prayer. You have to yep. pray about it. You're not just going to get there on accident and you're not going to live in the will on accident. I could I'm, I could still be working at the mental health facility. I was in line to be CFO. I could still be there if I wanted to. I was working hard, but I'm living in the will. And right. so the will took me elsewhere. Right. So hard work, prayer, and um, living every day in the will, not just like, oh, I just wanna, I just wanna know the will of God. The will of God is very specifically explained in Scripture, and everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. The will of God is for you to be thankful wherever you're at, right. and to be productive wherever you're at. Right. Your productivity is evidence of your thankfulness. Yeah, you. So, like the Bible says, like you, the faith, the faith the size of a mustard seed can. Move mountains, right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's not... So, like, to move towards moving that mountain, go ahead and grab you a shovel because you're going to have to put the work in for it. it right. It may... it You know, God will see that you're putting the work in for it and then the mountain will move, but yeah, you got to work towards it. Yeah, mustard seed, but are you going to plant the seed? Like, <laughs> yeah. you just walk around, you better move <laughs> with this tiny mustard seed. You yeah. <laughs> better get out of the way. I tried to tell you. Yep. You know, I mean. Doesn't it like a, what is, is it like a mustard? Like, does it get really big? Like, it's a tiny seed, but it turns into this giant plant or something, right? Oh. Wait, better study that out. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your iPad and preach it. Yeah. Anyways, free messages. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, but yeah, you got to put the work in. So, so what was your point of no return? Like, when did you sell out to God? So. I feel like everybody has like, after I'd gone out and destroyed my life, <laughs> I decided to give it to God. Um, after I worshipped Satan for three years, <laughs> and for the next yes. two years, I lived under a rock. Yes. Well, I sacrificed bats daily. No, <laughs> I didn't sacrifice any bats. Um, I was, I like I like my testimony. I think it's a God-given testimony. And it's just as much a testimony as the Satan worshiping bat sacrificing nurse. <laughs> testimony um i was raised in church born and raised in church i was the church baby um and when i was seven i got the holy ghost and was baptized and 
honestly, even before that, I was so sold out to this. Like, I just remember like being like, you know, like you have glimpses of memories. I remember Mm -hmm. being like three and four and showing up to church with my hair all curled because of Pamela. (laughs) My mom, (laughs) she would curl my hair Saturday night. I would sleep in rollers. I'd go home on Sunday. My hair went back in rollers. <laughs> like Man. no curl left behind. <laughs> so yeah, I just remember showing up to church and just loving. I just loved being at church. Like yeah. it was, a, it was a whole thing. Like it was, it was my lifestyle. Like the whole week geared up to Sunday. Right. Like my week didn't start on Sunday. My week ended on Sunday. Like it was the big party at the end of the week. And so I remember being like three and four and just worshiping my face off. I mean, just. Going crazy. You had to find your face afterwards. I had to find my face afterwards. And I just just a whole lot of don't care what you think of me because my mom's going to recurl my hair anyways. <laughs> so I would just like, like passionately worship. And then um, when I was seven, I officially got the Holy Ghost and like the evidence of speaking in tongues and all that. And I got baptized uh, sometime after that. And I just remember when I got the Holy Ghost in my seven-year-old mind, and still to this day, I remember like the feeling and all my seven-year-old sins. Um, I just remember feeling like my insides took a bubble bath. And it was, I just felt so clean, just like so new. Like I felt like I could float. It was amazing. And for like that moment, I was like, oh my word. This is <laughs> so cool. <laughs> this is the coolest feeling. And I just, I never wanted to lose that awe and wonder. And so I just, I've been so in love with Jesus my whole life. Now that's not to say I didn't make like some stupid choices and make stupid mistakes. Everybody does. But I never just like blatantly walked away from God. And you don't have to walk away from God to figure out that you can have a relationship with him. Yeah. And so to the young person that has not gone out and done stupid stuff, don't do it. Because it creates a lot of unnecessary baggage. Right. And you mean life itself will bring some baggage, but don't go out and add to it. Don't be foolish. Yeah. And we've, we've said it before on this podcast. You don't have to have a, you know, I did this, I did that, you know, I did this to have a testimony. Right. You don't have to okay. have a list of sins that you've committed. Like I murdered a guy with this thumb. I, <laughs> I, you know, with his thumb? With this thumb. Oh, my this right thumb. thumb. Oh. You know. No, here's the thing. Like everybody thinks that you have to have oh, his mercy brought me back. Yeah. Yes, his mercy can bring you back. But God's mercy kept me. Exactly. There is a keeping mercy that is so often overlooked. Exactly. And to to be a member of the keeping mercy club, like, it's such an honor. Not because of anything I did, because trust me, I was not perfect. Yeah. But Jesus kept me. Let him keep you. Don't don't give in to the hype of go sin so you'll have a story. Go yeah. sin so you're more interesting. No. I think I'm a super fun and interesting person. I might be biased. But <laughs> I didn't like go out and biased make myself, myself interesting. Like I just live for God. Yeah. God makes you cool. Yeah. He does. So what does it so what does it take to do all the things that you do? A really good multivitamin. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though, take your multivitamins. I can feel it when I don't take my I didn't take my multivitamin today. It was a crazy day and I'm Man. like I'm dragging my wagon to quote Bishop. That's a bishopism. Dragging my Buddy, wagon. I'm dragging my wagon. <laughs> oh my the gosh. bishopism. 
<laughs> you should do a whole podcast of vicious-isms. Um, yeah, so a good multivitamin. Um, a prayer life. I can't do what I do without prayer. A lot of what I do seems very practical. I mean, finances, what's that about? But um, uh, you have to pray, period. To be a Christian, you have to pray. And you're not going to, you can be very, very busy about the kingdom and not even know where the king is at. Right. And so keep that prayer life steady on daily devotionals, Bible reading. Um, to do what I do, you need prayer life. To do what I do, you need to um, be introspective. I lead people, but that doesn't mean I'm always right. Um, I'm constantly growing, trying to, anyways, grow and like get to know yourself more. Like, don't be afraid of personality assessments. Don't be afraid of somebody telling you about yourself. Like, you need to know about yourself in order to be a better you. Yeah. In order to better serve the people of the kingdom. Um, let me think. Um, how do you prayer life introspection? Oh, schedule. You've got to schedule things. My days are scheduled like to the minute. I kid you not. I kid you not. Because I don't just do what I do here at the church. I also teach a special education class. I teach three grades of special education at a public school. So um, my life is scheduled out to the T. Um, I have thematic days. I'm like money Monday, uh, <laughs> weekly count Wednesday, finance Friday. Oh, I was going to. You got Taco Tuesday? I, I have uh, time for church Tuesday. <laughs> okay. I don't have Taco Tuesday. I feel like tacos are too good to relegate it to one day of the week. True. Um, yeah. Breakfast tacos, lunch tacos, midnight tacos. Um, All day tacos. I heard you really like tacos. And, what, <laughs> and your thing's like, we just come up and make tacos. Yeah, we just get together and we make some tacos. Oh. We get, Go to church, we make tacos. The ministry of tacos. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so keep a schedule. Uh, which includes a prayer life. Like I schedule in prayer, not because prayer is a task, but because it's important to me. If you're important to me, you're on my schedule. Yeah. I schedule this podcast because it's important to me. Well, if you don't, if you don't schedule with prayer, you're probably not going to do it. Yeah. You have to prioritize it. Yeah. 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 It's not, you know? again, it's not going to happen on accident. You have no. to be on purpose. Yeah. And, um, I think that was it. I pray. I try to be introspective. I take a multivitamin. I schedule my <laughs> life out. Um, oh, and a support system. Don't think you can do it all on your own. Sometimes I feel like I'm out here all on my own. But um, I have a really good support system. I have a, a husband that reels me in that is like, babe, you, you, it's enough. It's 9 o'clock. It's time to get out of the office. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. You know you've done enough for the day. You've, you've had enough hats on your head. I told somebody the other day, who did I tell that? Somebody. I said, I wish somebody would make me a hat that had, like, bills, like a bunch of different bills. And, like, I would turn it. Financial secretary. <laughs> worship director, counselor, teacher. Right. Like, I feel like it'd be a very heavy hat. But, um, so yeah, I do that. I have a good support system. I have a mom that tells me I'm enough, even when I'm blatantly falling short. It's like, you've done enough, honey. <laughs> Whether she's lying or not. Right. I know she loves me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a good support system. That's, that's really important. Yeah. So... Did you think at 14 you'd be used like you are now? Like in all the things that you are and the various mm. hats that you wear? Of all the, of all of the all hats. hats. Um, sort of. Like I said, I did it on purpose, right? So 12-ish, ish, I decided I want to be an accountant and a psychologist because right. I knew that's what the church needed. The church needed someone who could handle money. People don't think about money. They're trying to get people to heaven. 
And then there's all these complicated human factors, right? So without humans, we don't have church. But there's a lot of complicated human factors. And some of us aren't very good at humaning. And so I knew that was something that needed to happen. It was ministry driven. And so I knew that's where I wanted to get. I knew I loved music. I knew I had been in the choir since I was 12. Um, I started leading the worship department at 20, I think. I'm still leading people who changed my diapers, which is not always easy. It really right. isn't, but it, you know, respect is earned, not forced. And so I've been at it for, was I 20? Have I been doing this for 10 years? I'm old. <laughs> I'm so old. Anyways. You've been doing it for a while. Okay. Salt in the wound. I mean, <laughs> you've been, you've been. Oh, used... is that a, is that a gaping cut? Let me put some salt <laughs> in. Let me get some of this side You've been used my leave God for a while. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I sort of saw it. I didn't know to what degree. Like, I didn't know about all the doors that God was going to open. I I dreamt about them. Right. Yeah. I wanted them to happen. But I wanted those platforms to happen just as much as I wanted the daughter works to happen. Right. It wasn't like my dream is a giant congregation or a giant stage to sing on or anything like that. But... um I didn't know all of that was going to happen, but I knew I was going to be used because I had purposed it in my heart to be in a position to be used. Yeah. Um, on the practical side of things, um, I thought I'd have some kids by now. I thought I'd be married earlier than I was married. Um, nothing like irrational. I know people think that if you're not engaged by the time you're 12, you're an old maid. <laughs> Actually, not accurate. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd be married before I was, but God's timing's perfect. And... His timing in my marriage was perfect. His timing in when I have kids is going to be perfect. Um, his timing in everything is perfect. Right. So just trusting it. So I kind of knew. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be like, no, God completely took me by surprise. No, we're friends. We talk. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, no, I tried. I'm not like, obviously, in four years, you'll be, you'll be doing a podcast. No, it's not like that. But... I prepared myself to be used. And right. so you don't have to be taken by surprise <laughs> in where God puts you. You can plan to be there. And yeah. then just the extra stuff is fun. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. plan. Start planning now. So, what would you say to someone that wants to be like you? Be like, very what? careful what you wish for. That's what I would say. I am a lot of things to a lot of people. And happy to be that. I'm above above anything else, above any title or whatever, I want to serve. I want to serve the kingdom. And by proxy of that, I serve kingdom dwellers. And so those yeah. who are part of the body, that's who I serve. Um, that comes at a price. Not to be like a martyr or whatever. Anyone who serves in the kingdom, you understand it comes at a price. Right. We are living, I'm a living sacrifice. I live in sacrifice. Um, I sacrifice my time, my energy, my efforts, my talents, my time with my husband, time with my family. Um, so, so anyone who wants to be like me, um, I hope you want to be like the good qualities of me. But I also hope you see that I'm not perfect. Right. And that there are still things that I'm working on. And it's okay to not be perfect. Yeah. Um. I would say being me comes with 
or being like me, I should say, comes with some heaviness. Um, just like the weight of the responsibilities that I carry, um, the weight of the people that I affect. Um, every worship service could be somebody's last chance, and I don't take that lightly. Right. Um, every <laughs> every department is reaching and affecting people in our church, and if I'm not making sure that those funds are properly allocated and kept up, and then our resources aren't there to reach our community or to help people within the kingdom. Um, um, I'm extremely sensitive. Like, I will literally cry about good weather. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if the weather feels good, like, it's a whole moment for me. Um, did, did you cry this morning when you walked outside and it felt really good? No. Oh, man. No, I did Okay. <laughs> I didn't, but it's because I was running late because I went to sleep late. <laughs> didn't really I have time to think about it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm see one of those things I'm still working on is setting boundaries to where it's like, no, at this time I am done with work. Yeah. So I preach to David to do that all the time, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Jesus is still working on it. Um, but I don't like. I'm weird, and I accept that I'm weird. So if you want to be like me, accept the fact that being weird is a possibility. like it's okay it's okay to be weird if we were all the same it'd be super boring yeah yeah. and the people who try to be the same as everybody else newsflash you're super boring yeah because then you're repetitive pray about it I don't I'm not saying don't use me as a role model I don't mind being a role model I'm just gonna live my life to the best of my ability but I am saying be careful what you wish for because it comes with a lot of weight a lot of responsibility and um I wouldn't trade it for the world I wouldn't trade it for the world but just work for it now. Yeah. You're not you're not going to be a Christian on accident. You're not going to be a kingdom contributor on accident. If you want to be like me, and by that I mean a servant to Jesus, you need to pray on that. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you've been listening, we've been going over the Dangerous Prayers podcast or not Dangerous Prayers podcast, but the series and um if you've listened to all the episodes in that, you've you know that when you pray, there's a there's a cost, you know, because whenever you pray, God like types it types your prayer into a GPS and He takes you that direction. You know, there might be there might be potholes in the way, there might be uh, detours that you got to take, but that destination that you prayed for, God's taking you there. But it's a da- it might be a dangerous road. You know, you might you might be getting more than what you thought you were getting. You know, yeah. so. Those surprises. Um, it's dangerous to pray for stuff like that because, like, say God use me on that capacity. He's gonna be like, okay, here we go. Watch me. <laughs> Here's on. the thing with praying about being used. People say use me, but then they don't like feeling used. Right. Yeah. Like you literally <laughs> just said use me. Yeah. You would not tell anybody else. Could you please use me? Like it has such a negative connotation yeah. to it. But we're saying, hey Jesus, use me, and he's like. Okay. <laughs> you, All right, well, come on. Let's you go. Literally asked for this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, is there anything else that you would like to um, add or anything that any of the listeners might need to know? About me? Yeah. We don't have any time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love y'all. Um, you are not the future of the church. You are the church. And uh, don't wait around. 
to be used because we probably ain't got that much longer. So I hop to it, quit playing games with Jesus, and uh, live for God. It's that simple. You want to know how you live for God? You get up and you live for God every day. Do it like you mean it. That's it. Yeah. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Exactly. I say that all the time. I'm like, I don't need to talk about it. I need to be about it. Be about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I met I, a lot of good talkers. Yeah. Usually the ones that talk the most do the least. Right. Yep. It's super frustrating. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yeah, that's that's a different that's a different, different series. Different series. <laughs> so, well, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed it. Make make sure that you share it with somebody that needs to hear it, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye, y'all.